It's time for Bourbon with Friends, the bourbon podcast that never takes itself too seriously. Pull up a chair, grab a glass, and remember, a bourbon with friends can change the world. Here we go. Hello and welcome to a special episode of Bourbon with Friends. We are, we, me, am in Wales at Wrexham. This is a uh, very interesting uh, thing because I decided to take two extra days that I had on my trip and find out what's going on down here in Wrexham. Uh, for those of you who... And the many of you that, that do follow the page already and follow the show uh, that has already uh, seen uh, Welcome to Wrexham, uh, the show with Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney, where they bought a soccer team. Uh, I decided that, hey, why not uh, see what the uh, the documentary was like compared to, to real life? Uh, so far, this has been an, a, an amazing place. Everybody's so friendly. Uh, meeting people um, that have been in the documentary, that have just been fans of the club for, for a long time. Uh, as a big soccer fan, uh, as you guys in America say it, or a football fan, uh, as it's more uh, commonly said over here, it's a pretty cool experience. And I think what they were really hoping to do was build a lot of enthusiastic, uh, you know, enthusiasm uh, across the United States and and hopefully beyond. Uh, and, and and there's actually several Americans here. So very awesome that you get to come around and, and meet so many new people and, and hear the stories of why, why you know, some of you came here, uh, but also hear the stories of people that have lived here and been fans for their whole life. Uh, I am at the turf. If you've watched the documentary, you have seen this uh, very prominently um, portrayed within that. Uh, Wayne, who owns uh, the, the turf, you've seen him in the documentary, has been extremely uh, f- uh, amazing so friendly such a nice guy um very busy though like it's uh this place is a really cool thing to kind of see being here you know before people get here and as people are starting to file in it is match day uh playing halifax tonight at seven forty-five. nobody gives a shit about that because when this airs the match will be over everybody will know the score blah 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 uh, but i'm gonna say it anyway because it's cool uh, for those of you who have also uh, followed the show for a long time, this is also very interesting. I'm wearing a shirt that has aviation gin on it while drinking beer when in the UK, right? I have uh, probably drank way too much whiskey. My liver hates me. Beer actually feels refreshing and, and probably has a lot more, uh, <laughs> a lot more uh, electrolytes than whiskey does. I feel, I don't feel anything when I drink beer, but I'm looking the part at least. It's been a really cool day. Uh, met some really cool people. Got to do a a little film uh, that is, Ryan Reynolds is going to use in a TikTok and his Instagram. So shout out to 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 that to Victoria, uh, who works for um, uh, for Ryan and and doing that and allowing me to be in that. Uh, and we also got to uh, see see the incredible wall, the mural that's in here at the turf. I uh, got to meet everyone at the. Uh, at the team shop and connived uh, connived our way onto the pitch for a a picture. It's great, and and now we are in the turf. It is it is going on four o'clock in the afternoon. People are starting to file in match day. 
big match tonight. Uh, Rob McElhaney is in town. I'm very upset because I missed him by five minutes yesterday. Uh, thank you, Trains, for being late. If you wouldn't have been late, I would have been here. And who knows what other fucking shenanigans would have happened if that would have occurred. But it is it is such a cool place, and I'm very excited to, to see the, the the match tonight. And if you get a chance to come to Wales, you definitely should and, and check everything out. So what we're going to do uh, throughout, I don't know, it could be one, it could be 100, who knows. We're just going to randomly invite people, come on the microphone, say who they are, tell their story, why they're here what they enjoy about it. This is going to have nothing to do with probably whiskey at all. And that's okay because sometimes we have nothing to do with whiskey in our show uh, whatsoever. But because this is a really cool opportunity to, to hear some, some stories and, and things that you might not otherwise hear, why not? It doesn't have to always be about whiskey. So I'm going to go around and get a few people on the microphone and uh, we'll see what happens. We have our first victim. Oddly enough, it is an American. <laughs> Go, uh, go figure. Uh, Kira, you are from Seattle and you're doing school over here in the United Kingdom. And now you're decked out in Wrexham shit. Why? Well, I saw the documentary and I just thought, why not? I mean, I'm, I haven't really been anywhere. I visited Scotland and I visited Ireland and I thought, you know, it's about time I visit the rest of the United Kingdom and what better excuse than Wrexham? What better what better place to visit in Wales than the place I had been watching for the past two months? You've never been to a football match, right? No, this is my first football match ever, and I am beyond excited. So what are your expectations from like, or what have your expectations been, I guess, from the documentary to what you've experienced here so far? I'm expecting it to be a bit crazy. That's the hope. <laughs> I'm I'm just excited to see all the fans because, I mean, sports in America, yeah, fans get crazy, but nothing like what I've seen living here for the past two years. Fans are insane. Walking past Wembley or walking past the O2, fans go nuts. So being here and actually being able to, you know, sit in a fan pub and talk to people about this lifelong passion for their team. And it's is calm right now. Yeah, right now it's calm, but I've been told by multiple people when when it starts up, it's you won't be able to move. So, this, the, the, so everybody who follows the show knows I've, I go to England on a, a decent amount for Man United. So the sing songs and, and everything that's about to happen in the next, you know, let's call it two, three hours is going to be a it's going to be a hell of an experience for you because I don't know if you're ready for what's about to happen. Yeah, I've specifically on the songs i've seen a lot of like obviously the chants from the show and the super paul mullen song which you know we got to sing earlier for ryan I, reynolds <laughs> i met a girl whose nephew was in the dock and i was just like oh yeah i mean the kid that said drop the f-bomb and paul mullen was like <laughs> do your parents know that you're saying that <laughs> even when we were filming like the the paul mullen song for that uh ryan's gonna use in in um uh, on TikTok and, and Instagram, everybody was like, do you want us to do the real version or the edited version? She's like, no, nah, fuck, you're going to do the real version. <laughs> no, and that that's like the cool part about it is growing up. I mean, yeah, we had the Seahawks. We had um, the Mariners who, you know, finally made it, <laughs> finally made it to the playoffs. But we never had anything like the songs the, and just the vibe, the general mm -hmm. 
vibe of the people that I've just met today when I went to go buy my jersey, when I went to go get my physical ticket. It was just completely different to anything I'd ever experienced. And that's kind of what I was like hoping for, mm-hmm. looking for in my first match is I didn't want to just pick a team like, well, I am interested in say like Man City, Man United. I haven't quite picked a team yet easy, there. Easy, easy. Don't ever say Man City again. Sorry, sorry. I apologize. <laughs> but I, I wanted my first match to be something special and that's why when i saw the doc i knew that i have to go to Wrexham. i have to make this my first experience and i'm so glad i did because thus far it's been incredible and everybody's curious to talk to us i mean we're sitting over here at a table in the corner and everyone's just kind of looking like what the fuck are they doing over there yeah it's great though because you know they're seeing what the exposure is doing and I mean, I mean, what do, I've met five or six Americans over, which kind of yeah. blew my mind. I figured I'd go, maybe I'm one or two, but there's a lot of fucking Americans yeah, over I here right now. I was walking down the which street. Which is crazy. I was walking through the center of Wrexham, just kind of, you know, wasting time, but also <laughs> trying to find food. And I was surrounded by five Americans. And I was looking around, and I was like, what are you doing sure here? Sure it wasn't I, Rob. <laughs> what was that? Sure it wasn't Rob. <laughs> I hope it wasn't, because if it was, I would have had a heart attack. You would have felt really dumb if you would have walked right by him and been like, who are you? Yeah. And then be like, oh, shit. (laughs) That would have been the worst. But, like, just hearing people, I mean, obviously from America, maybe Canada, but most likely America, and just being like, why are you here? And then realizing, oh, they're here for the same reasons I am. But then I had a... 40 50 minute conversation with a guy just talking about everywhere was it I should Steve? yeah with Steve yeah. about where I should visit in Wales and I already thought I had a bucket list of the places I should visit and now my mind is just like, I'm, I'm just so excited to be here and I don't know I, I, it's just it's also so cool to because I'm a marketing major I want to go into events management and the only thing this place needs is fucking wi-fi and a better service oh. like what the shit no my hotel room has <laughs> <laughs> no my no. hotel has one outlet that i have to charge everything on and it's not even by the bed it's by the there's door there's plenty of outlets so i'm good with that <laughs> i'm so confused but the wi-fi last night in my hotel didn't work it's so, so i'm trying bad. to facetime my son <laughs> and i'm sitting in the window like this and I'm ready for bed, so like my shirt's off, and Pete, somebody walks by the window and just probably thinks it's like, "Look at this pervy motherfucker that's over here." From that's, he, that's they're the probably next like, oh, "Look at that deal. fucking American over here." <laughs> that's the next Rexham brand deal is a Wi-Fi company. I was like, "I'm sorry, I already took my bra off, guy." Like it's, it's it is what it is. Here's a free man titty show. <laughs> I'm just trying to get Wi-Fi, man. I'm just trying to get Wi-Fi. I Even, the match is going to be over by the time you get get here, or before by the time this is released, obviously. Mm-hmm. What do you think the score is going to be? And then you can re- look, le- look back and say, damn, I was good, or damn, I was dumb. Ooh, I don't know. I've had a couple people tell me 3-1. I've had some people say 4-1. So I'm going to I'm gonna go somewhere in the middle. I'm going to say 2-1 Wrexham. I'm going to say 4-1. Ooh. That's what I'm going to say, 4-1. How was your uh, first podcast experience? Thus far, pretty nice. Yeah, it's not that scary, is it? <laughs> I feel calm about it. Yeah, I'm sure my therapist will give me a thumbs up <laughs> by the end of this. It's like, good job. You conquered that. Way what's, to go. What, what's funny is I've been joking with people. They ask me over there, like, what do you do? I'm like, entertainment. And they're like, and they look at you funny. They're just like, you in porn. <laughs> I'm like, do I look like I'm in fucking porn? That's always you, the... Do, do you see like... I mean, I don't see a lot of dad bods on Pornhub. Like, I just, <laughs> I just don't, so... The ones now is I say, oh, yeah, I'm trying to do like 
innovative marketing and they're like, oh, does that mean OnlyFans? Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. Nope. <laughs> there, I actually saw a post that's really funny. He said, if you're an attractive female and you're not on OnlyFans, he's like, you're doing yourself a disservice. Like, wow. I mean, we, we actually know someone that that does it. She's making like 10 grand a week. Damn. Damn. I know there was one girl I talked to. I would my... show my ass all day for that money. <laughs> When I went to University of Oregon there, I had one girl that lived on my floor that made $65,000 a month by selling feet pics. And I died. Feet are not cute. No. And I worked at Starbucks at the time. So I was... Feet are not cute. (laughs) The only thing I wish I would have been able to find is a fucking jersey. Yeah. Because I could not find a jersey. Yeah, no. They don't make it in in in, in American in, size, in fluffy size. <laughs> nah. I even put an, an XL on, and I was like, "Oh, it's, it's shit. petite Italian size." <laughs> yeah, this is definitely like semi dwarf size. I mean, come on. And it was funny they were joking about it in the team shot because there's like, "Yeah, it's a little small." It's like I had to go up a size. And I'm like, yeah, "A size? I got to go up two, fam." Like, fuck, fuck your insecurities. Yeah, I got lucky. I think this is like a kid's XL. <laughs> All right, rub it in, girl. Fuck off. All right, Jesus. Uh, Kira, thanks for jumping on. Uh, I'm I'm excited. I'm sure we're. I mean, we're gonna hang out and talk. I sure, uh, you know, I'm sure. But uh, it was lovely to meet you. Thanks for uh, you know letting me use you as the excuse to get on the pitch. This is why I ended up on the pitch. By the way, I used her. I was like, I'm really. He's probably thought we were dating, or you're my probably. sister or something. And I was just like, she just really. I it, did you like how smoothly I just didn't. I just went into that. Ex- oh yeah, ex- it was great because I would have been like. Oh no 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 no! Please don't do this. I I don't want you to risk your job. But he was like, nah, like literally, just walk out there for five seconds. I literally was like, he was like, are you lost? And I was like, do you need something? I was like, I think. So this is her first match. She just really wants a picture by like on the pitch. Like, can we do that? And he's just like, we got to be quick about it. I'm like, all right. Her eyes were like big, like because I've met you, like I'd known you Yo, five minutes. At yeah, this literally, point. we had interacted for like two seconds. And then it was funny when you're just like, yeah, my, I'm going to take a picture. My dad's going to be like, who the fuck is this strange man I'm taking a picture with on the pitch? And the guy kind of looks sideways. He's like, what do you mean strange man? No, my dad was like, who did you just marry? And I was like, no one. But if you want free bourbon. Yeah. What was really funny is that you should have. I told you, I was like, is he have a good sense of humor? If not, you've been like, yeah, dad, I went to Rex and found a guy. We just loved. It's weird. It's weird. It's from Kentucky, when too. Didn't when see in that Wrexham. Yeah. What stays in Wrexham? Yeah, what, what, what happens in Wrexham, Wrexham stays, stays in Wrexham. Wrexham. <laughs> Unless you do it outside, in which case it probably will get videotaped because it's not very big. Anyway, Kira, thanks. It's been lovely to meet you and have you on the yeah, show. Thank you so much. And we're back. We have a very special guest. We have the owner of the turf, Mr. Wayne. How's it going, buddy? It's going well, yeah. Um, busy, but uh, good. You've been running around like a chicken with your head cut off. I don't know if you've heard that saying or not, but that's American uh, as hell. We have a similar saying, but a headless chicken, we call it, I think. But yeah, um, uh, that's it, Paul. I mean, this is a match day, so um, we have a, it's actually different on a Tuesday. We have a little bit more time to get prepared, whereas a Saturday morning, we have to really get up at the crack of dawn and get it done. But yeah, listen, it's it's you'll see in an hour or two, it's, it's well worth it. It's, you are really kind of prominent in the documentary have you watched it by the way like have you actually watched it yeah i have uh, a little bit of trepidation to start with but i, I have watched it and uh, yeah i was really anxious before it came out but yeah the feedback's been really good and and, and i think the documentary's been well received all around the world so um positive outcome all around is it weird now seeing people like me showing up now in like your pub and stuff is it like is that a cool thing for the area or is how how is that kind of being received by by you guys who have lived this well i like to think that 
everybody that's come has been made to feel very welcome. Um, and I've, Absolutely. I, I've, I mean, I've, I think it's brilliant. You know, I've just talked to a friend on the phone then trying to find the Canadian guy a ticket that doesn't have a ticket. And uh, he said, you know, how, how bonkers is it that, you know, we're getting Americans, Canadians, Australians. We just have a Tongan guy trying what to get a hell? ticket. So, yeah. So, yeah, it, it's, 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 it's different. But very, very enjoyable. I'm loving it. I mean, I, I, you know, I've really enjoyed getting to know you, Rob, you know, dozens and dozens of Americans that have all been lovely. So, yeah, it, it, is it weird? Yes. Um, will I ever get used to it? Probably not because, you know, we're just little old Wrexham. But, um, but yeah, no, it's um, long may continue because all the visitors that I've uh, come across have been nothing but lovely. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting from my perspective as a, as a football fan and coming here and then seeing... Like I've seen Wrexham jerseys now in Kentucky, which is wild as yeah, shit. Yeah, that is wild. See. Yeah, and and to see what's going on, like you guys are actually could almost be like America's team. And the crazy thing isn't you guys aren't even in the Premier League, mm. right? So to have that, you like, and there's nothing that Americans like more than an underdog story. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you could have this thing at fifty thousand people at one point yeah. with the amount of Americans you have. Like as you guys continue to progress, if, you know, if there, things work to plan. Well, I mean, listen, you know. Uh, the owners, you know, said when they come in, the sky's the limit. They want to get to the very top. And people, I think a few people scoffed at that. A few people sort of thought, really, you know, get real kind of thing. But listen, you know, it's only currently a 10,000-seater stadium. We can't get tickets for that. We need to desperately build the cop, which, you know, they're doing at a pace. Um, and yeah, we would love to be America's team. You know, Wrexham Football Club has been laughed at and ridiculed for years and years and years. So, And it's had some really dark times. So... You know, could we conquer America? <laughs> As they say, could could this become America's football team? And we would love that because, um, like you said, Americans love un- uh, underdogs, and you know it, it's um, it's a huge country with a massive love for all sorts of sports. So, if we can tap into just a small percentage of that, it's only a good thing, right? Yeah, I guarantee you never saw this coming, right? Like in a million years, no, would no. you have been like? I mean, even when they bought the club, did you guys? You guys really thought it was kind of like a stunt, right? Well, we're two years in, and I still pinch myself and think, really, Ryan Reynolds You're and Rob McElhenney? Yeah, I mean, having a beer with Rob McElhenney and whatnot. So, yeah, I mean, if you'd have told me two years ago that this would have happened, I'd have probably thought you were clinically insane. So, <laughs> did um, you know who Rob was before he bought the club? Yeah, only yeah, purely because, and I told him this purely because my uh, my son, who's twenty one now and in university, was a massive Philly fan. Okay, so I I wasn't I wasn't so so sort of aware of him I, I, I'd heard his name because my son loved the show um, obviously everybody knew who Ryan Reynolds no, knows who Ryan Reynolds yeah, is yeah. so um, but um, yeah I mean obviously you know we've had the pleasure of meeting them both now on several occasions um, like I said Rob was here all weekend drank far too much whiskey with him um, <laughs> and yeah just very very genuine um, Ryan the same uh, Rob's family again were lovely um, but what I what I like about them is that they're really buying into the community. It's not a stunt, you know. A lot of yeah. people, a lot of cynics, will sort of still sit there and say, you know, oh, why, why, why Wrexham? What you know, what they're doing? Well, it the for. documentary really puts them under the knife. I mean, honestly, like if they don't do what they say they're going to do, they're. And it's, it's yeah. Well, I think Ryan, Ryan alludes to that when he says we got no place to hide, right? You know, yeah, so, none, you know, not anymore, at least. And although they are, you know, the other side of the pond per se, you know, they 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 don't need to be. Um, what should we say? They don't need to be ruining Wrexham because the, not that they ever would, but you know, you know, if, if, if anything like that was even thought of, you know, they're going to get ridiculed. They're going to get so much bad press from it all. Yeah. They, they, they're not here to do that. They're here, they're here for, with, the, with the best intentions. Um, 
I'm, these guys are going to be here for a long time. The cool thing about it is like, you know, especially with what, what we do here at Bourbon with Friends and the thing that you've been able to see is like you see that personal side of celebrities. And when you actually get to hang out with them, you it's almost like who they are goes away, right? Yeah. Like you don't see Ryan as Deadpool. You probably just now you just know him as Ryan. Like yeah, right? yeah. you you know, you have these little like inside like conversations and and you've probably, you know, if you've drank with them and all this kind of, you know, they talk about it in the documentary. Except I'm never getting drunk, Ryan. Sorry. I don't like gin. My bad, buddy. But I feel like drunk on gin would be a horrid, horrid experience. That's got to be like really cool from like for you and how they really embrace the community and really want to put themselves out there and meet everybody that's associated with it. Yeah. Again, I couldn't agree more with all of you just said. I mean, Ryan, um, Ryan sent me a little message the a day or two after we met in the turf that is showed on the documentary where we get a little bit drunk on, mm-hmm. on gin. Uh, sent me a lovely message just out of the blue on Twitter two days later saying, uh, I hope it calms down and I hope to get you just come in and, and, and the, the, the more often we come, the more sort of yeah. um, realistic is probably the wrong word, but the, you know, the, the calm and it will just become across the board. And if you'd have been here on Saturday and then on the Sunday watching the baseball game with, with Rob, it was just like sitting with one of our old buddies. So, um, and somebody, somebody said that. They oh, said, he's going nuts. The Phillies are in the World Series. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, I, I was sort of, I was, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not a big baseball fan because I don't quite understand the rules. They were trying mm-hmm. to explain it to me, but I actually felt really sorry for his um, co-producer of Philly, a guy called Brian Swanberg, who's a, a big uh, San Diego fan. Oh. So, so I was sort of leaning towards him and Rob was saying, why are you, why are you leaning towards him? I said, because <laughs> he looks like he's about to cry and I know what that feelings are like. Yeah. So. So yeah, so I, I you know, um, yeah, they were loving it. They were they were loving it. I, I found it a little bit of a weird the, sport, but the crazy thing I think about now that like looking through the history of Rex, I'm like, you you guys, your trajectory of the club wasn't that much different from like a Man United. You guys just got real shitty owners, and then it really diverted, right? Like you had like big players coming through your for, through uh, up through through the system. You guys have won trophies. You know, you're playing at like the longest running international stadium in the world. There's so much history here. And I think that just goes to show you how fine the margins can be between being a seven billion dollar club and being mismanaged to the point where you guys almost had to go into bankruptcy. The comparisons to Man United, Man United may be a little bit wider the mark, but there are certain clubs you can compare them to. 50, so 50 60 years ago, though, possibly, like you guys yeah, were... Yeah. Yeah, possibly. I mean, Wrexham, 38 years ago yesterday, were playing, um, I think, against Roma in, in Europe. So, yeah. yeah it, so. You can't talk now, right? You got to really take almost like to the 80s forward yeah. because football in modern days and how it's you know modern and then how it's really adjusted is not the same. Well, obviously. money's completely yeah. changed, that, hasn't it? You yeah. Know? I mean, you have history and then you needed to get somebody with money to come in. And like even the doc touches about that. The guy that was running this club was what a dick. Yeah, yeah. Absolute fucking asswipe, yeah. Yeah, and then you guys basically like took on ownership of the club, like from a fan base. Yeah, so we were. I mean, I don't think anybody really knows exactly how close we were to going out of business, but we were told that we were within twelve hours, I think, of going bust. So um, I remember, I forget who it was, but I remember somebody knocking on the door at the turf and saying, "We need to raise something like two hundred and fifty thousand pounds by the end of the day, or we're done." So. That was a sobering thought. That was a, that was a worry. Um, and there was people giving deeds into their house. There was people giving up their savings. There was, you know, and the money was raised within by the end of the day. So the club really does mean, as does every club to every supporter. But Wrexham, it's just it's it's, it's unique. It's just I don't know. It's the only thing in the in the town that where you can get ten thousand people every right. other, every other Saturday or every other Tuesday like tonight. Um, there's nothing quite like it. And and and. 
God forbid, had that happened and the worst happened and we'd have gone out of business, then, you know, my life as just one individual would have been completely different, you know. You you might have lost your business because of yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, we luckily, we're a busy pub, but we're still reliant on, on, on yeah. match days. It's still a certain percentage of our turnover, you know, yeah. and, and not just that. Would I have enjoyed the everyday, you know, because to me, this is like my ideal job. I get to cry, moan, get excited <laughs> about Wrexham. So, you know, would I have enjoyed it if it had been more of an eating pub per se, you know, rather than a football and a university and a student pub. Yeah, so, you might have been able to have Premier League matches on, but it's not like the community aspect where everyone gets together. And I mean, coming from a college town, I understand that aspect of the community, right? Because everyone gets together, especially like like March Madness and stuff. And they have big watch. There's like a church that holds like a thousand people and they do a watch party and everyone gets together in there. And you see like how how a win and a loss every second of, of the game like cha- takes that. And that's something, and that's where it's really awesome. And that's where I see the community. I, I have to say, mate, like if, if you all played United and won, I honestly wouldn't be pissed. <laughs> and I'm a massive Man United fan. But like to see that happen, I think would be kind of cool. Now you do it a lot, and we're gonna have problems. But you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but I think it's so cool, and that and that's the one thing, especially in the in the English system. And we got a little time before we have to worry about that, but hopefully we have to worry about. It. Maybe one day I'm coming here wearing like a Wrexham shirt and a United hat, <laughs> and, and, and like, oh, yeah, why not? That that would be kind of cool, right? We, yeah, I mean that that would be cool. But from a uh, from a, a long standing, long suffering Wrexham supporter, I would snap your hand off just to get promoted from the National League as it stands. Yes, it's nice to have. I'm manifesting. Dreams. You guys are. Well, I'm yeah, manifesting we, it. We um we. Our biggest challenge right now is to get out of this hellhole of a league, you know. Yeah. We've been down here for 14 years. And even before Ryan and Rob took over, because people say, oh, you get the, we call them bandwagon supporters, the people that just jumped on the bandwagon. Yeah. You know, we were averaging over 5,000 and we'd had 14 years of absolute shit. So, you know, even after all that, we were still getting much bigger crowds than majority, 95% of the teams in I've this league. I've been through some of the stadiums in this league. They're fucking shit. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. fucking horrendous. You yeah. know, and, and I, somewhere I can, I'm, I mean, I'm six foot two, so I could see over some of the stands. <laughs> it's pathetic. So, um, and I started to fall a little bit out of love with it because, you, you know, we, we were fan owned and that's great because you can't get, you can't get uh, ripped off by shady owners. But on the back of that, you only get, um, so you, we can only spend effectively what we were turning over. And we were turning over nothing like they're turning over now. So, right. you know, they probably well, do now more they're sold out of jerseys. Than- they can't even buy, you can't even buy a shirt. I mean, I went, walked in there and the stuff in my size and granted, like, you know, I'm not like six foot, like five foot two Italian because the sizes are a little <laughs> small. Uh, Rob Ryan, can you get like Adidas or Nike, please? Thanks. Uh, it, this, it ran a little small, but it's cool to see that. Right. And and how busy it was. And they're yeah. just like and, and the phone was ringing. Sorry, we don't have that. Sorry, we don't have yeah, that. Yeah. And I'm, it's uh, and I'm back ordered like November, I think, is what they well, said. Macron, to be fair, I mean, I, I I could be completely wrong. Somebody somebody was telling me that before Ryan and Rob took over, we were selling around three to four thousand units jerseys per year, and I think that has gone up. Oh, it's tens of thousands. Tens now. of thousands now, yeah. So our shirt sales now probably probably dwarf what our actual whole revenue was. Uh, three years ago so and, and you don't forget you know we I really really worried because um, being fan owned like a lot of clubs like Chester for example are heavily heavily reliant on gate receipts you know what comes with right. the turnstiles is, is pretty much 70-80% of their turnover 
we were in COVID when Ryan and Rob inquired and took us over. So we were getting no fans. We were a Welsh club, so we were getting no government support by the English government. So we, we were like really in a, a shady, dark place. So, and it's a funny tweet by Rob when he did take, in over, take over saying, we don't need your fucking money anyway. We're okay now. But if these mm-hmm. guys hadn't have taken over, I mean, the first step I would imagine, would, would we have gone part-time? Would we have had to move to a smaller stadium because we were renting the stadium from the university, £125,000 a year? So, I mean, I don't like to sort of dwell on that now because we're a completely different... But it's cool to think about, as far as, at least from someone in my perspective, because of how close everything was and now where this story could actually be could be unreal. Well, but you get people, you get people, so Rob and Ryan, especially Rob, sorry, especially Ryan alluded to it being an underdog story and we're getting supporters from dozens and dozens of other clubs that are obviously envious and jealous of our position saying how is it an underdog story you know they've got all this money but if they actually look at the history of Wrexham where like you said five minutes ago the supporters have Mm -hmm. given everything they own to keep the club going you know turned up year after year well, that's um, just jealousy talking. Absolutely, it's jealousy, yeah. So do, am I bothered? No. Do I laugh at it? Absolutely, I do. You should. Get on with it, and, you know. And uh, you've been absolutely amazing. I'm so glad we got to meet and, oh, and talk. You've been so so hospitable and uh, more than like ever I could have imagined. And uh, uh, I, I hope one day we're sitting here because I will be back. Well, um, sorry you're not getting rid of me. So we're going to be friends. <laughs> we're friends now. Just uh, so you know. I, well, I, I apologize. I mean, I'll, I'll nothing apologize. to apologize I, I, for. I've been running around like a lunatic and... Uh, you know, I'll I be trying to spend as much time with every visitor. Mate, I'll be back. Get, I promise. Don't uh, worry. I'll be back. We'll get, I'll we'll get on the whiskeys with Rob. Yeah, next I'll, I'll I'll set up time. You know, I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll make it sure, sure I have extra time. Uh, but I hope one day we're sitting here before uh before a Premier League match one day, laughing about how we sat. You know, yeah. six or seven years ago doing a podcast talking well, about optimistic it. Optimistic, I like really it. It's so. taken ten, but six years. Yeah, let's let's get it all. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I appreciate you jumping on, mate. I know you got stuff to do. So uh, all pleasure. the best. My pleasure. Thank you, bud. Welcome back. We have another uh, longtime Wrexham fan. Uh, I've uh, had the pleasure of talking to you. Man, it's been like four hours now, mate. I think we've just been in here drinking and talking forever. Uh, Steve, how's it going? Not too bad, mate. So talk to us a little bit about, you know, we, we've talked to Wayne, uh, who obviously was in the, you know, in the documentary and, and kind of had a lot there. But from like uh, a Wrexham supporter who's been, you know, a long-time Wrexham supporter. What is, what's kind of the vibe now since Rob and Ryan took over? I think it's brilliant. Um, I today, today on a Tuesday, I can't believe the amount of people I've met and got on with from other countries that traditionally never, ever would have imagined meeting on a Tuesday night on the turf. I think it's unbelievable. I, uh, I welcome all aspects of publicity and people coming to actually visit Wrexham and Wales in general. And I just think it's brilliant. It's just, to me, it's unbelievable and unheard of. When you, uh, you know, let's go two years ago, COVID, Rob and Ryan haven't taken over. Obviously, you know, you guys are in a dire spot. Would you have ever imagined that the club would be in the spot that it's in today from where you were not even three years ago? I can't imagine in the 35 plus years that I've been watching Wrexham that the club would ever be in a position where we've got A-list celebrities and Hollywood support supporting this club and bringing the publicity it's come to. I think it's just immense and we get a negativity from it, which I do think that other people and other clubs are just 
That's just jealousy. They wish they had, yeah. They wish they had. But I welcome it. And Ryan and Rob, Rob on the weekend was attending local football matches with Wrexham's women's team. Previous owners would never, ever have done that. I just think I'm underwhelmed by it. I just think it's immense. I think I'm so proud to have them, two people, and other people from other countries visiting Wrexham and supporting this club. It's just, I think it's, I, I'm just overwhelmed by it. The, the effect that they had, obviously, is, is they're doing what they... I think they're doing what they set out to do to right, right to make a name and and really change everything like the perception and and grow the brand. And I think that's one of the coolest things because now you know, like you said, it's great. You have Americans now sitting in pubs with you, with you, and 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 there's people here from other countries that are still looking for tickets. Like they're like, holy shit, I don't even have a ticket. I want to go. Speed up. Let's just say ten years from now, where do you see Wrexham being? If we still got the funding which we have, which I hope so, because I think Ryan and Rob now have invested in not just the club but the town, and as a city it is, but I think more or less we call it a town. I just can only see us going on the up now, and um, I've been talking to people here today from Seattle and places like that. They're saying that their child or grandchild or sisters and brothers childs are singing songs about Super Paul Mullen <laughs> and another country. Hopefully the edited version. Uh, yeah, hopefully the edited version. But even so, that, I mean, I find unbelievable. I just can't imagine that ever happening before. And I just think now, thankfully, because of the trouble we've had in the past, we are on the up. And I hope things now can only get better. And I, like I said, I just welcome all this publicity and recognition and acknowledgement from abroad as much as like my heart can desire i really do if you were to let's just say wait like imagine right where where do you see this going do you see this going all the way to the premier league i know where we're at right now right is it's hard to imagine but our, our let me better question are fans like yourself starting to have those conversations and believe that it could be possible we are deep down, but it's so difficult with the level of competition in this league to be able to get out of it because only one team gets automatic. Only one team gets automatic. Yeah, it's nuts. But also, if you go into a higher division, you've got referees and officials that are officiating from a better level and from. World Cup level or European level, whereas here we've got up and coming referees that sometimes can be bullied or made to not have VAR at this level. We don't know. And, and you guys got a little got yeah, a little fuck last year yeah, on that. We, we we got let down last weekend by all accounts by officials that should have controlled the game and appeared to control the game but can't. And in the long run, if it doesn't matter how much money and how much investment goes into the team, if the people that are officiating what's going on don't officiate it into a level that it's supposed to be, then it's very hard to get out of. But if we were to get out of this league, then I automatically think that then we would progress and progress and progress without question. Yeah, I mean, what so, so many people in the U.S. don't understand. This league is hard. Like, there's not a market share. You don't have TV money, right? There's all these things that are 
a hindrance. And with the backing that you guys have with Rob and Ryan, and then being able to move into these higher leagues where they have, you know, you don't have to pay a premium for a player to move maybe from League One to League Two, um, from the championship to League One. It's the level is, it's very fine. Like you see League One teams beating Premier League teams in the FA Cup all the time. Happens. I agree with you. I think that if that getting out of this, especially with the new cop being built, extra revenue, right? This going to like 16, 15, 16,000, the shirt sales that are coming, the ability to buy the best players in that league, I think is very easy. And people are going to want to play for you. Players, the top players in those leagues are want to play for you because of Robin Ryan, the exposure they're, they're going to get. It's going to open up marketing and branding and, and endorsements for themselves. It does, very much so. But as well, when you get promoted from this league, you get more money for what position you finish in another league. And the higher you go, you get even more money. Whereas in this league, you get very little for wherever you finish unless you finish first and get out of this league. Um, you need... You need to... In we got the investment, which also means it's very difficult then because... Pressure. As, it's pressure then because other leagues and other teams already can moan about how much availability we've got to pay a player compared to another club, which then means it's very hard sometimes to attract a player that's from another league to this club because potentially they could be seen as saying it's not fair Right. It happens at Manchester City. It happens at Chelsea. My only worry is that it doesn't happen here. And until we get out of this league and move up, then the pressure of that will delinquish and we'll be able then to not worry about what other people think, but what we need to do to progress. Yeah, I agree, mate. How's your uh, first podcast experience been? Good, good. <laughs> very comfortable. Better because yeah. I've been talking to you for Where's like five hours. Where's your beer at? <laughs> oh, you, the beer. I, I, I'm the actually like surprised that you didn't have the beer in I hand with it. Up there. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. Steve, thank you so much for for jumping on. It's been a pleasure yeah. to 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 talk to you. Thank you very much for your company. The the, uh, the game's going to be over. The match is going to be over. But what do you think the score is going to be tonight? I would imagine about. Two or three ones for Exum. Okay, there you I'm go. hoping Paul Muller scores. Yeah, you'll be uh, you'll be able to listen back and see if you're right. There we go. Steve, thank, thank you. you so much. And we're back. Shockingly enough, I found more Americans in Wrexham. We have Molly, Priscilla, Troy, and Mary. They are from Chicago, and I accidentally cut Troy off because his mic wasn't on. So I was a big fan. I'm I'm a professional, Troy. I just right. but you were just saying. Obviously, you guys are here mostly for the documentary, but you have a, a, an actual personal connection to Wrexham. Yes, um, back at home, we actually live in Northwest Indiana, and I pl I play in an old man soccer league with a former Wrexham player. So that was what I had when I first learned about Wrexham. So when our daughter was going to be studying at Liverpool, I looked up what teams are around and saw that Wrexham was within a reasonable distance from Liverpool. So I knew that I wanted to go. What a shitty a city. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which one? Liverpool? Not, yeah, a, not oh, a Liverpool fan? No, no. Hell no. So many things that you, I would rather be done that is very torturistic than root for the Scouse Bastards. <laughs> That's brutal. Not a Liverpool fan. I'm on the complete opposite end of that spectrum. Okay. <laughs> it's all right. You, you're not a no, Liverpool fan, right? 
Just a student. Just a student. Okay, then it's 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 okay. You're only fifty percent repulsive then. <laughs> That's the nicest thing a boy's ever said to me. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> welcome to Wrexham. <laughs> How long have you guys been here? We've been here for a week. In Wrexham? No, in Wrexham. Never, it, in Wrexham, we got here today. This morning. Yes. Train or dr- did you drive? Train, train. train from Liverpool. And and uh, and Priscilla, I think, is the big fangirl over here. So how <laughs> did you squeal when you got here? Because you seem like you might oh, squeal a little bit. Yeah, I'm actually. I like. I'm trying to be cool about it because I'm like, no, nobody loves like a like a big fan or anything. But it literally feels like I did when I was in seventh grade at the One Direction concert. Like I'm like, oh my gosh, like that. Those are the people that I keep seeing online, and they're real, and this is real life. Like I have been squealing, jumping. I feel like I'm in middle school. And because Wayne's going to listen to this, Wayne, she wasn't going to talk to you until I was like, oh, Wayne. No, I <laughs> Take know. I, every time you walked by, I was like, mom, mom, like under my breath. I was like, that's him. So I walked in here yesterday and I had been, so I've been talking to him for about a, two or three weeks on Instagram now. And uh, I walked in, I, he recognized me and he just is like, oh, hey, you get, get you a beer on the house. I'm like, all right, I'm not going to turn down free alcohol, so sure, thank you. But everyone here is, like, super friendly. There's nobody that's been like, oh, I'm not going to take a picture with somebody. I'm not going to not talk to them. Uh, I did see Paul Mullen earlier driving his car. Super Paul Mullen? Yeah, I saw Super (laughs) Paul Mullen earlier. You actually can go, hey, Wayne, we're just talking about you. It's weird. Uh, There on the outside here, uh, if you look through the fence, you can actually see the goalkeepers warming up. Oh, okay. I thought I saw that earlier. Right now. Uh, and I think the coolest thing is we're going to see Ryan Reynolds' big, fat fucking head on a uh, on a blimp. Oh, yes. so that's Happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> the lady birthday to Ryan. Uh, uh, so I was talking to Ryan. I, I'm going to now kill me, Victoria, if I get this wrong. I think it's career, his creative director, something. And she's like, I really don't know what I just got myself into. And I'm like, <laughs> but you're in the middle of it, so you got to embrace it now. It's great. So what are you guys most excited about being here? I think the, the first reason why I really wanted to come is I just wanted to experience an English soccer match. Yeah. I think I remember back um, watching like the Jay Demerit documentary and when he played at Watford and just seeing like the whole town march down to the stadium and just go crazy in the stands. And I follow the Premier League too, so I think... I, I just wanted to experience the passion that that Europeans yeah. have for the game. Have I, you not? So is this the only match you've been to? I, other than the states, I've been. How to, MLS doesn't count. I I don't really count it either. Okay, so. good. Where? How much longer are you here for? Till Friday. Till Friday. I'll uh, we'll talk after this. I might be able to find you some, get you into a, a big big a big match. Oh my gosh. We'll, we'll see. I've got a. My dad would be the one squealing. I have a, I have a very significant hookup. We'll, uh, we'll, I'll see what I can do. Uh, especially with my flight situation, I might be using that hookup as well. Um, it's okay. There, it's a, it's a, it's a big secret. Uh, Ronaldo plays for them. Anyway, um, there is used to. This is such a, a cool. It's really funny. So Kira, who I just met like this morning, she's running around. She's like my. I'm joking around saying she's my executive producer for the day. And it, and it, she's just like telling everyone who I am what I do. I'm like. If we made a lot of money, I'd hire her. This is great. She's over here plucking everything. This is phenomenal. You guys have tickets to the match tonight. Yes. How excited are you to actually, like, experience this now in person? She's going to cry. 
We've been practicing the chants at home that the ones in the TV show. <laughs> so you you would have loved to have been in here when we filmed singing Super Paul Mullen for Ryan's TikTok and Instagram. Oh, yeah. Then yeah. it's gonna haunt me till the day I die that I wasn't in here for that. It's all right. It can just it's gonna haunt me the fact that I was five minutes after Rob oh, left. Yeah. And if my train was on time, I would not have been five minutes late. That would have been worse because we didn't plan on it, so it makes sense we missed it. But that would be worse. It was pretty. It was pretty bad. I think it I would have cried. Maybe it, it was. It's it's kind of cool to see. Last night, town is dead. Right? There's nobody in here doing anything, and now this place is hopping and going crazy. So it's uh, it's uh, it's insane. Um, <laughs> we're just talking. Like, can you throw that by the window real quick? Because there's no yeah. service over here, and I need to send a text. Um, so the the only knock that I have said to everybody here is that the Wi-Fi and the service sucks. <laughs> if you come to Wales, just know you might not get to the outside world for a few minutes, and that's okay because it's it's uh, it's it's a cool place. How long are you guys gonna stay in Wrexham? We're staying overnight, so just one night. Yep. Yeah. And then are you back to that terrible city called Liverpool, <laughs> or are you gonna go somewhere else? We're gonna we're gonna hang around Wales tomorrow, spend the day, and then get back to Liverpool late. late I have tomorrow classes night. on Thursday. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. <laughs> that just hurts me to even like <laughs> contemplate and think about. How are uh, Wayne's famous hamburgers? It's, yeah, I'm chewing yeah, right now. Very good. Did you like a hamburger? It's it's funny because there's a guy. It's it's crazy how you just start recognizing people. So this guy is from Canada. I've seen a lot of his stuff on Twitter recently, and he's just sat down like right there, like right when I started doing this. I'm like, oh, you're the dude from Canada. He just kind of looked at me. I'm like, dude, you're all over fucking Twitter right now. Oh, that's so crazy. And now, like, it's it's also real funny because so many like Wrexham fans are following like the Twitter account now. It's just really random, and and everyone's so excited about like the American influence that that Wrexham is is starting to have, and what that could mean in the future. I mean, they, they could really be like America's soccer team. So that's what I kind of wonder with with the fan base as they promote these players won't necessarily be there at every promotion right like because they have to get better sure. players and so I don't know I guess I just wonder how that how you emotionally work through that when well I mean that's unfortunately the business side but at the same time you know as I was talking to, to Steve earlier and the opportunities that the players have as they come into a place like this for uh, endorsements for marketing for getting their name and their brand far, farther out there, right? You know, those are the things that is going to be very exciting for for them and why they're going to want to come play here because of that exposure. You know, imagine if they find some like seventeen year old kid who just tears the world on fire. Yeah. Maybe Premier League teams or you know Championship teams aren't looking at him, but maybe they are now because of that exposure. And if nothing else, I think it's it's giving. Whether right or wrong, it's giving the league here a lot of spotlight on it. You know, and I know Ryan really shat on it because of the the streaming rights and and stuff that is is struggling. So it's, it's very interesting to see. And this place is really starting to fill up in the last like thirty minutes. Oh yeah, yeah, I bet. I'm glad we got here when we did. So what do you uh, where, what do you guys uh, think the score is going to be tonight? Oh, good question. It's, this is going to be out before then, but that's okay. or after then. But they always say three one on the show, so I'm going to say three one. Hey, you just did the Rob that's jinx. <laughs> oh no, 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 no! Halifax is towards the bottom of the table. I, let's go three nil. I think okay. they clean, keep a clean sheet tonight. 
And uh, who are you most looking forward to seeing score? Oh, I mean, everything I say is basic, but like Paul. <laughs> <laughs> do you know the song? A little bit. I'm too nervous to do it now, but we know the Super Paul Mullins. <laughs> We've got Paul Mullins, Super Paul Mullins. I don't think you want to understand. <laughs> He plays the red and white. He's fucking dynamite. We've got Super Paul Mullen. You start doing that. What would have been? What do you've done if the whole bar would have just seen? Uh, I've it? also been practicing. If we would have done it louder, been... we probably would have. I. I'm also a huge fan of the no one so much as invested a penny. So bring on the yeah, devil. Yeah. And <laughs> if you would have said Rob McElhaney and you just turned the and corner right there, no, would you I have fainted? I don't think you understand. Like such a huge fan of it's always sunny, and so then for all this stuff to cross over at once, it's too much. Like. Like I've never been to Europe, so I'm freaking out about that anyway. Just to be here, and then to to be here You're specifically. Wait, wait till you get up to Scotland. Oh, Scotland will change your Scotland will change your life. Let me so, tell what's you. your favorite of all? If you've been here 21 times, what's your favorite place in Europe? Favorite place in Europe? Yeah. That's a loaded question. Um, there went down to UK. Okay. UK. The UK. UK. Yeah. Sounds like Scotland. Probably Edinburgh. I've been. It's 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 a it's got everything you want. It's relaxed, but it's got nightlife and good food and things like that. But I I love Manchester because I'm a big Man United fan, so it feels very much like home. I've been there. I've been to Old Trafford twenty something times. Wow. So we were yeah we did spend Sunday. In sold my hookup. <laughs> there you guess what team it is. Um, I've been to the FA Cup final. Uh, really? I've snuck into Arsenal to watch United play in a quarterfinal tilt. Sat with the Arsenal fans, pretended I was an ignorant American with my Man United crest under my jacket. That was pretty fun because if I would have gotten fat out, I would have got the shit beat out of me. Um, I was at United versus Liverpool two months ago when loudest I have ever heard that stadium. I, I left almost physically ill because of how insane that was um and i have friends and stuff now so like seeing like you know the culture and thing and all that and having i now have friends in wrexham and now i have friends in edinburgh and now i have friends in manchester so at some point i gotta start like stop staying at hotels and like get free places to stay this is bullshit yeah. Yeah, catch it on that. how do you feel how old are you by the way I'm 21. You're 21. Okay, well, so you're not a freshman. I was about to say, how do you feel being able to drink in another country? No, no that's a sad thing is I turned 21 right before I came here. And then my roommate, who also came from my same university, she's turning 21 in the UK. So we're like, it's it not as, It doesn't even yeah, matter. You can drink at 16 here. Mm-hmm. So if you're 16 years old and you're with a, with a parent, you can drink. Wow. Yeah. Yes. How old are you? Ah, right, go get her a beer, Dad. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, if you're with your dad and your parents, you can uh, you can have a beer. It's like Wisconsin. <laughs> it's like everywhere in the U.S. at a at a pool party. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, she's over here just like I mean, am I getting a drink, guys? Like what the show? You like Coke better, anyways. <laughs> she's like, it's true, but like, true, but, but go, point. but go get a strong, but go get me a strongbow, just, dad. Just pretend this one is the yours. Just don't touch it. Yeah. <laughs> What would she have done if she'd been like, I want a Guinness? Yeah. She's tried my beers before. She doesn't like beer. You probably would have turned around and been like, sorry, they don't have, this is not a big whiskey area. I will tell you that. I've learned that. They actually sell whiskey here that you can't really find in in the States, which is kind of funny, but yeah, anyway. Is it single malt? 
No, no. bourbon. Oh, bourbon, really? Yeah. Okay. You can find Eagle Rare. I've been getting Eagle Rare over here like it's going out of style. Eagle Rare? Yeah, go to Tesco right now. You'll get a bottle for 35 bucks. What? Yeah. I just got Wayne a bottle of it I, I, as a gift. Okay. Are you going to get yeah. that right. real? Been, That's, how is it like a third of the price that it is in the States? It's not a third of the price. It's what it should be. It's just because the secondary market is like a... It's Yeah, it's not very nice. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna because I was gonna ask if you went to Scotland, you, if you're a single malt. Oh, absolutely! Malt. Just yeah, okay. just we just toured Isla for the last yeah. oh, week. Yeah. That's it's I amazing. Like, yeah, I prefer the Isla whiskeys myself. Though. Yeah, I'll I'll show you some pictures, guys. This has been really fun. Thanks for jumping on the show. Yeah, thanks for having us. You guys, uh, I hope you guys have like a, a, a blast. If you, uh, I hope you We're do not it. become a Liverpool fan, we will not be friends anymore. <laughs> I'll stay strong. I'll yeah, do what stay, I can. Stay strong. Just know, all you should say is "you scouse bastards." Don't say it while you're there, though, because you'll get. Your <laughs> I've sh- learned to keep my mouth shut on all you, fo- football you, matters. You're going to get your ass whooped if you say that over there, unless maybe you're with an Everton fan. You might get away with it. Anyway, thanks so much for for jumping on, and hope you guys have a great time tonight. Okay, thank, thank you. you. And we're back with yet another guest. This time, not not really American, um, you know, kind of. We just call you America Light. We'll call you America that. Light. Yeah. Let's, uh, uh, we got a Canadian. You might actually be the no. You're not the first Canadian on the show. Lied. Uh, that was a hockey Hall of Famer. Oops. That's probably yeah. a much better guest than me. You're not going to get as good an interview. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not going to get any fights. Well, maybe you have some fight stories. I don't know. That's possible. It's uh, a couple. It, They're not good ones, though. So how did you end up? Obviously, what's actually funny is you sat down. And I was like, hey, you're the guy from Canada because I had seen you like tweeting and stuff around Wrexham. Yeah. So you're you got to be here from the dock, right? Yeah, so I, it's, I, I, of course, the dot. Um, I'm from Peterborough, like an hour and a half outside of it. Okay. But I uh, lived there until I was 18, moved to Ottawa for a number of years, and then I moved over to Toronto. So I've lived in Toronto the last three years, just before the pandemic. Okay. Yeah. So Wrexham, did you know about Wrexham before you moved? Not even a little bit. <laughs> it's, uh, I didn't know about him until two months ago. And now you're here. And now I'm here. Hey, Rob, I feel like you just walk in. I, I, and buy ni- us a drink. Yeah, it, it'd it's be nice. His fault. I, I, I would like it's him his to. fault we're here. It's, it's a lot of money I've put out there. I think if Ryan and Rob wanted to buy me a drink at some point, I would love it. Like uh, just a, like a three dollar beer. Like, exactly. You know, like, I, I'd flight, fly back over to get a drink from them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's fine. You know, it's it's, it's an expensive drink. So what have you kind of seen the most from obviously from the documentary now coming over here and experiencing Rexham for yourself? So it's been like I've been on a very short trip, right? So basically, my experience in Wrexham has been the turf. Like I was here yesterday. Yeah, I was here yesterday for an hour. I went up to Liverpool last night, so I traveled Uh, through. It was terrible. The the amount of money I've had to put out on this trip, it was the cheapest way to make it work. Like it's cheaper to stay up in Liverpool than it was in Wrexham. You didn't find a good hotel, mate. It was cheap. It was. Yeah, yeah. I'm staying at the premiere. That's uh, oh, that's where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did not Twins. get a good price. <laughs> oh, wow. Sorry for you. I got a great price. Uh, but uh, so I stayed in Liverpool, which was nice. But uh, yeah, I came up, got my ticket yesterday, bought my uh, jersey, and then I was on to Liverpool. Now I'm back. I've been here for all of three hours, and I've been in the turf almost every moment of it. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's great, and you're seeing like this place getting really busy now. Like yeah. you're starting to feel the energy, feel feel uh, you know feel the the pre match anticipation building. Uh, and I looked at the time, and I was like, shit, I need to get this stuff put up at some point soon so I can <laughs> actually enjoy this. Talk to me a little bit about you know what really drew you to the dock, and then why you all were like, hey, I'm, I got to come experience this. So it was funny. I I happened to find the dock just by happenstance. I forget what it was. I might have just happened to have seen something on Twitter. 
Um, but I got on it almost immediately. Like I think it was only the second episode I started watching, and as we're not supposed to, but I do, I streamed it. Um, I because there was no way of actually watching it, to my knowledge, at that point, um, until I found out a couple weeks later that um, FX shows it in Canada, but yeah. it wasn't streaming on Hulu or anything. That's weird. Disney, we don't have anything of that. Huh. So actually. Um, just on the last episode, that's when they released it all on Disney Plus for Canada. So Canada's all that's behind. weird. It's Disney Plus here, and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why is it on Disney Plus? It's a Fox show. Yeah, it's it's strange, but they so they put it out. Well, Fox is now yeah. Disney, right? So uh, I, oh yeah, yeah, it's it's under the banner now. So they've got everything. They just keep buying more stuff. But um, so I happen to find uh, find it, and I started watching it with my sister, and she's a fantastic soccer player. Um, retired early because she had a huge concussion. But anyway, so that kind of got us bonding a little bit. And Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhinney are two of the most like yeah. enjoyable people to watch. Um, so it just, it really was, they drew me in. And then it was just that first couple episodes where you see the team just almost make it. And then everybody gets fired and everybody ends yeah. up leaving. They lose half their squad. And you know it's going to be a whole new team next season. So it's that underdog story. Being a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, I uh, really empathized with a city that's gone oh, through a long drought. Oh, stop. Don't it's, compare uh, them to Toronto. We've got 50 stop years of losing. It. No, stop. Do not give 50, me that. 50 As years of losing. Fan, I'm calling bullshit. You guys have a history. You guys have won, I don't know how many cups. 13, and our last one was in 67. That's so I'd say fine. 50 years you, is a long time you, to wait you, for you, another you cup. Have a, you have one of the biggest arenas in the, in, the, in the country. I can't help it that you have a shitty defense. It's there. It, it changes year to year, but they break my heart constantly. You want to talk about heartbreak? Last you look at year. Toronto. No, you look at Toronto as Boston. would have fucked you up in the second round. It's, if we could make it past the first round any time, that's when we would finally show that we could make it to a cup. But it's just it's that's that first the, round that's curse. That's what the Panthers fans say it's, too. Until we ran into Tampa that uh, last year. Tampa, Tampa is a deadly team, but they, they and they have in the past. We just the way they've realigned the conferences, it's been terrible. But not a hockey podcast. But we can talk about hockey all day. Yeah, yeah, of course, I, I'm very excited, and that I'm what I'm really hyped about from like, the Panthers are playing well. I, I was a little. I didn't know how with the Huberto thing, yeah. but I think the uh, Kachuk brings a level of toughness that they. Oh, been. absolutely! The, the Leafs are going to have a good year as usual. It's just a matter of can well, we I make it we'll happen in the playoffs? The top three. It's uh, yeah. I and believe. Just yeah. See what it's yeah. it's really it's always like that for us. It's just another year of waiting and seeing. And you have Drake. And we have Drake. Yeah, but who uh, is, who's Drake's dying more, to be an NBA wife. Uh, yes, he he would love to have a lovely NBA husband. <laughs> it's, uh, he, he's a sweetheart though, and I love Drake. <laughs> I actually saw Drake at like a football game forever ago, but again, that's the, I, I, digress, I digress. Who do you uh, who are you hoping to, or who are you looking forward to seeing most on the pitch tonight? Um, well, I got to see them play Boreham Wood uh, a few nights ago, so I kind of got to see everybody. But um, it's always surreal getting to see the the big boys like Mullen and Palmer. It's uh, yeah. Hayden. Hayden had a beautiful goal against Boreham Wood the other night. Um, but really, just it's getting to know the players more because, in uh, for me, I can only get radio feeds mm -hmm. uh, from the match. I can't watch them, so it's a lot harder to um, conceptualize the players and and what they're doing on the pitch. So to really see them get to know them on another level, watching them play and really right. see who they are. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. What do you think the score is going to be tonight? Um. 
I'd like it to be better, but three one is what it's uh, is what I'd go with. That's I, fair. I think Halifax is going to get a goal, um, and then I don't know. I just do, I think it'll be a high scoring affair. Do you, uh, are you really excited about seeing the uh, balloon? I, I happen to see it. I was in, when you told me about the cash machine. I went over there, and the balloon was flying high yeah, already. Yeah. So it's I've already seen uh, Ryan Reynolds' lovely face on a balloon. It's <laughs> uh, it, it's uh, I can't wait to get into the stadium. I think that's going to be the moment for me. It's very much like watching Ryan and Rob see the pitch for the first time. It's it was cool it, to get in there earlier. It, it's when you're there. It was like me seeing the Leafs for the first time because that took what 18 years for me to get to a Leafs game, and so it's being at the pitch or at the arena there's something yeah. so much different once you step inside there yeah. and you feel that energy yeah. and especially for a club like this where it's a what 130 year old stadium like yeah. the history that sits on there you have people that have ashes buried in the corners like it's it's just such a an experience just to walk yeah. in yeah i agree mate Dude, I appreciate you jumping on. Thank you hey, so much. Thank you. Uh, really appreciate it. And looking forward to, to the match. Absolutely. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And remember, uh, a bourbon with friends can change the world. That's it for this episode of Bourbon with Friends. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, leave us a review to make it easier for others to find the show. You can also check us out on Instagram at BWF Podcast. Thanks for listening.